Lynch has joined the student debt relief fight by asking the U.S. Supreme Court to deny the Biden administration's attempt to reinstate the plan. The Biden administration recently asked the Supreme Court to lift the injunction imposed by a lower court in order to allow the plan to go forward. Now, Fitch, along with attorneys general from 16 other states, has signed a brief going against the plan, primarily due to its impact on the federal deficit. The plan would cost the federal government about $430 billion over the next 30 years. Well, that fight very well may be over. Welcome back. It is Friday. Good day, huh? <laughs> End of the week, hopefully for most of us. I'm, I know some people, unfortunately, got to work on the weekends. But hopefully for most of you, like me, it is the end of the week and the weekend starts and I'm sure you're going to be quite busy Christmas shopping or hopefully doing holiday stuff with the family. A New New Orleans-based Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals rejected an appeal by the Biden administration to reinstate the debt relief program. Thank you, judges. The three-judges panel consisted of appointees from each of the last three presidents. The Biden administration was appealing to uh, overturn the November 10th decision by Fort Worth, Texas-based U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman to strike down the student debt relief program, one of the two legal rulings that crippled the $400 billion relief program. You heard uh, in the opening audio that potentially it's actually $430 billion over the course of the next decade or so. It is ordered that the appellate proposed motion for stay pending appeal is denied. The court ruling said uh, it is further ordered that this matter is expedited to the next available randomly designated regular oral argument panel. The clerk is directed to issue a schedule for the expedited briefing thereafter. Uh, In his ruling, Pittman called the Biden administration one of the largest exercises of legislative power without congressional authority in the history of the United States. From this point, the Biden administration can challenge it and go to another court if they would like. Uh, More than likely, what they will do is end up going to the Supreme Court, which if it goes to the Supreme Court, I uh, anticipate that will be the final nail in the coffin for this ridiculous idea that Democrats have been putting forth since the 2020 election. Uh, Student debt relief, if you know what, if you accept the debt, that's on you. (laughs) It's not on us. It's on you. I didn't force you to go to college. No one told you you had to go to college. There's plenty of ways to work your way up in companies. There's plenty of trades that need to be done. Entrepreneurship's a hell of a thing. You can go open up a small business and do whatever you want to do. You have ideas, work from home, work for somebody else. There's a ton of different ways to make money. College is not always the answer for everybody. College doesn't always work for everybody. But one thing I can tell you for sure is if you can't afford to do college, don't do it. Get yourself involved in something else. Learn a trade. Trades are extremely valuable. If not, start your own business or go work for somebody. Start at the bottom and work your way up. If you can't financially do it. Now, if you want to work as you pay for yourself to go to college, beautiful. There's nothing to talk about here. (laughs) You're not even involved in this conversation. But if you want to borrow money, then you as an adult, let's, you know, we're all treating people like adults these days. You, (laughs) You as an adult, you borrow the money, you pay it back. Pretty simple. You know, you, you get a credit card, you run your credit card up, you pay it back. There's, there's really no difference here. Problem is, is you people go to college, and I was watching some other um, 
video clips, uh, they're, they're trying to appeal to people's um, compassionate side and, and, oh, this poor girl, she had to go to college and, you know, and, and she had to take out three different loans to get her college education and she saddled with all these bills. Well, who took the loans out? Whose fault is that? Because you need an instant gratification because that's everything in the world these days. You got to have it right now, like yesterday. You know, if you could do college for a week and say, I got a college, uh, a bachelor's degree, and it would cost you 200 grand, you'd say, hey, I got to pull the loan out because I got to get that. And now I got a degree, a piece of paper that says I'm certified. I'm a certified moron. Here's my paper showing that I've been indoctrinated, that, that I now hate America. I have a bachelor's degree in the uh, study of a blade of grass and how it grows. Because there's so many jobs around that. Or I have a study in liberal arts. Whatever the hell that even is supposed to mean. What is a liberal arts degree? <laughs> Ask a Democrat. I'm sure they can all have, give you a different explanation on to what the hell that even is. We don't pay your debt. If you accepted that, that is on you. This attempt by Biden and his administration to wash away that debt with the stroke of a pen, like a dictator does, You know, it should really concern some people that he even attempted to do this. I know that everybody, especially all the younger generation, they're all lost in this fantasy that I can get $10,000 forgiven or $20,000 forgiven or whatever handout they want to hand you out. I know you're lost in all of that because you're thinking it benefits me. But really, the concern should be that the president that's behaving like a dictator thinking he could bypass Congress and just sign this into law. That's not the way, that's not the way America is, is designed. That's not the way we run. It has to go through Congress and get approved, which means both sides have to come to some type of an, an agreement on it, and that's the way this works, and then he signs the final document if it makes it through the Senate and the House. Biden has tried to sidestep that and go straight into full dictator mode and just sign it away as if he has that power. We, our Constitution does not afford you that power here in the United States. You do not have that power. And I guess maybe he's getting a wake-up call. I'm sure they already knew this. But if not, I guess he's getting a wake-up call seeing that judges that were even appointed by his buddy old pal there, Obama, shot him down on this. It will die in the Supreme Court. I mean, you want to put the final nail in the coffin, go ahead. This is such a foolish argument that we've had over this. Well, we shouldn't even be wasting time on this, but the, the Biden administration is just using this as a talking point. In the end, after it gets uh, shot down by the Supreme Court, because it is unconstitutional, and it should be a 6-3 to three ruling, <laughs> I mean, really it should be 9-0, but it'll probably turn out to be 6-3 to because liberals always vote with liberals, and Roberts, he's a toss-up. He might vote with them too, who knows. But it should be a 6-3 to three. But in the end, they'll just use that as another talking point, as look at how evil the Republicans are. Oh my God, they didn't want to help you out. They didn't want to forgive your student loan debt. They're so evil. That's what you're going to hear going into the 2024 election. Watch, <laughs> watch, watch, wait and see. All right, Maryland. Oh, let's see. I'm going to try to put this in the nicest way possible. In the nicest way possible, I can say this is you're screwed. Montgomery County, Maryland on Tuesday enacted the, the East Coast's first countywide ban on using natural gas for heating purposes in new buildings. County Executive Mark Elrich 
has not yet signed a ban into law, but is expected to do so uh, as he has previously voiced support for the measure, according to the Energy Wire. Uh, the nine members of the Montgomery County Council, all Democrats, voted unanimously, unanimously to uh, enact the Comprehensive Building Decarbonization Plan, which is slated to take effect in 2026. A template of the plan introduced earlier this year stated that 50% of the county's greenhouse gas emissions for the year 2017 came from environmental inefficiencies, which the new all-electric standards would gradually work to reduce. The ban provides exemptions for restaurants, manufacturing plants, crematories, and life science labs, while granting certain public buildings and larger structures a delay through 2027. <laughs> you know, they're just going to strip you of all fossil fuels. And it's what I find most interesting. Now, this county is closest to D.C. And D.C. has done something similar. D.C. passed uh, a law in April that required buildings and uh, substantial renovation structures to achieve a net zero by 2026. New York, um, which is right around the corner, enacted a ban on fossil fuel combustion and new buildings infrastructure back in 2021. So they're staying in line with the states that are around them and with all their little uh, new Green Deal buddies. But what I mean, what's really fascinating, where I, what I was going to say before I said that, is that you're converting all this to electric. Okay, well, um, where does electricity come from? I know that we have gone over this over and over this, but you never know who's listening, who's new and who maybe never heard it. So it sucks that you got to repeat yourself a thousand times, but sometimes you just got to do it. Uh, Where does electricity come from? You got nuclear power, you got coal driven, you got natural gas, (laughs) and then you got, uh, you know, hydro, if you have that more than likely where they're getting their electric from is from coal. So they're phasing out one fossil fuel only to probably ramp up usage of another one because solar and wind are inefficient. <laughs> They're not going to produce the power that they need in Montgomery to in county to sustain the, what is it, one, I think, let me, give me a second. Yeah, the 1.1 million people that live in that county. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys, like I said, are screwed. You're going to suffer. They're going to force you in to this new green economy that doesn't work. And you guys are going to sit there and pay for it. And the reason that you're going to pay for it is because this is who you guys elected. You guys elected people that are going to abuse you. You know, you're, you're like, uh, it's like you enjoy the pain. I don't know. I don't know why, but it's like you enjoy the misery. Maybe one day when you had enough of it, you guys will wake up and go, you know what? We, we got to. We got to get off this this merry-go-round and we got to do something else. I don't know. You wonder. States like New York, uh, Maryland, uh, you got Minnesota, California, in all these areas. And I know not every area is red, but these major cities where everything is the worst. You know, New York City, crime riddled. Chicago, crime riddled. You would think you would vote for something new, but every time an election comes up, you put the same people back in place, <laughs> and that's why your city is the way it is. Like, Chicago's got an election coming up. Who's up for election? Oh, Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> what do you want to bet Chicago is going to put her right back in, in into her position of power? It's like the Wild West in Chicago. All you ever hear, no matter what media outlet, 
all you ever hear is all these shootings and killings in Chicago literally every single weekend. And how many children have to die? It's not about the guns. It's about the lack of support for law enforcement. And it's about the person running the city either has no idea what she is doing or knows exactly what she's doing and it's all by design. You know, Beetlejuice doesn't care about you in Chicago. Don't, don't lead yourself to believe that she does. So I don't know when all of you people are going to wake up and you're going to finally say enough is enough, but you get what you vote for and that's what you guys vote for. So you shouldn't complain about it. You know, I guess I guess you just take that as day-to-day life. Oh, somebody else got shot. Oh, that poor little kid got killed. I, I guess that's just part of life in Chicago. That's how we are around here. You know, people get killed. You never know where you're going to go in Chicago. But Lori Lightfoot, you know, she's done nothing about it. But we're going to vote for her again. You watch. But if you want something different, you got to vote a different way. If you don't want what's coming, you got to vote a different way. These Democrats, they're going to continue to push. These climate zealots, they, they, they want this, they crave this, and they're going to continue to go after this, period. And this next one goes in conjunction with it. Uh, with the price of everything from gasoline to food soaring in America, nobody is surprised by the inflation price tags they see these days, and they're not. Uh, but even by Washington standards... An action taken earlier this month by the EPA, Environmental Protection Agency, created sticker shock by nearly a fourfold increase in the government's calculation of damages of carbon emissions. The so-called social cost of carbon was first set in order under, guess which president, Barack Hussein Obama. Under Democrats, it's been set for most of the last decade at about $51 per metric ton. But the EPA has now come out and said that they've devised a new calculation that raises the damage estimate to $190 per metric ton by 2022 standards and as much as $410 per per year by 2080. Okay, well, I won't be around to see 2080. My kids would be very, very old at that time, but they may live to see that day. You know, I mean, they well, no, my youngest probably wouldn't be that old. He'd probably be in his 60s. But my eldest would be uh, t- tipping in her 80s. So, I mean, you know, I mean, uh, anyways, this nonsense social cost of carbon that Obama put in place in 09, they calculated at the time at $51 per metric ton of greenhouse gas emissions. The Trump administration, when he was there, they actually reduced it uh, and they calculated it was between a dollar and $7, which is probably more realistic. Uh, the Biden administration, as soon as he got back in office, he reinstated the $51 that his buddy old pal put in place. And as of now, in this new report, the EPA created three estimates of social carbon cost at $120, $190, or $130, or $340 excuse me, per metric ton. The cal- calculations were based on discounted rates of 25 2 and 1.5% that reflected different em- emission scenarios. The EPA settled on the middle case scenario because they said that was the best estimate for right now, uh, which is why you're at 190. Keep in mind, these are all hypothetical. You know, The government says that these are not in action right now, which is pretty much a lie, it, depending on what sector you work in. If you're in the energy sector, they're already feeling these, these, ta- these costs. Now, 
What does this mean? Because I know a lot of people would go, well, yeah, what, what the hell does that mean to us? I'm going to try to give this to you as simple as possible. If you're going to put that type of a carbon tax, let's say on items like for farmers, uh, fertilizer. Okay, fertilizer releases nitrogen, uh, and that's going to be an issue. They're going to put whatever that percentage of an additional cost is on top of the cost of fertilizer. So now if you have farmers who cannot afford to buy the fertilizer that they need, the correct amount to fertilize their crops for food production, Okay, you're not. It's not just when you think of a farmer, a farmer fertilizing. If you remember me talking with Farmer Drew, it's not just about uh, the what you're. It's not just about the the crop you're producing, like uh, uh, corn or, or tomatoes or a- any of your items. It's also producing the feed for livestock. You have to fertilize. You got to grow the feed for the livestock as well. Okay, they're gonna get taxed to a point where if they can't afford it, what do you think happens to the the cost of food? Well, there's going to be less of it, so it's going to go way up. Uh, to put it in an even easier way to understand, if the percentages that they're giving you is like, say, th- the, uh, let's go with their number, the 340. So that would be 3.47%, okay? For each gallon of gas you buy, they're going to add an additional $3.47 on that, uh, let's say, for diesel fuel. Um, for gasoline, which is more refined, uh, uh, you would probably say around three bucks. So whatever your cost of gas is right now, today, if they were to enact this right now, the cost would jump up saying that for every gallon of gas you use, we're going to tax you an additional $3 because that's the amount of damage that you are doing to the environment by using that one gallon of gas. And I'm sure that was, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. It makes sense to me. I'm sure that was easy enough to understand for you. So what does that do to your cost of living? Okay, well, a couple things is, number one, you can't afford to live. Let's be honest. Uh, the cost of, if you're going to put that type of a tax on food, the cost of food, if you think it's bad now, it will soar to levels you've never seen. So we're all going to be eating ramen. And even ramen at that time might be considered a uh, high-end meal because it might be that expensive. Okay, that's where we're all going with that. Gasoline, they're trying to work you out of that vehicle. Is if you add $3 on anything, right now, diesel fuel to fill up my wife's Suburban, it's $5.29 around where I live at right now. Add $3.47 to that, and you're putting me close to $9 a gallon. I have a 32-gallon tank, okay, $300 more or less to fill it up. I can tell you I couldn't afford that. I don't know too many people that can when it's a personal vehicle. This isn't a work vehicle that you're making money with, so it's a cost. No, this is your day-to-day life. So what are you going to be doing? You're either using your vehicle as little as possible, or you're going to be forced into doing exactly what they want you to do, which is go purchase a brand new, shiny, crappy electric vehicle. Which, by the way, I did read a report. I was going to write it down, and I forgot where it was. I got busy at work. I was going to write it down. It said the cost of replacing a battery in some of the new trucks can be up to $35,000. So if your battery takes a crap, it's like buying a new car to put a battery in your car. I, I started reading it. I got the gist of it in the beginning and everything. But I gotta, I'll try to find it again, and if I can, I'll cite it to you. Uh, 
going back to. So they're going to force you into buying that electric car because you can't afford the gas, which is their whole Green Deal purpose, right? This is what they're doing. They're trying to force you into compliance. And all this is going on behind the scenes. How many people follow the EPA? I mean, give me a break. Nobody follows these things. I mean, where I work, we have to deal with them. So, uh, but I don't deal with them on these specific items. But where I do work, I, I have to deal with them regularly. But the majority of people probably have no idea who this organization is, or what they do, or they may have a very loose understanding of what they're supposed to do. You may think they're good guys. You may think they're bad guys. It just depends. On some issues, they are good. There's some things that we should not be doing to our environment. And I always say you have to be a good steward of your environment. So there are some things that we should not be doing. There are other things that are bogus regulations that are designed to, for force compliance and for control. And there's a lot of that in it. It looks like the EPA, under this new administration, is going to end up now, just like every other corporation in the entire world and organization, they're going to pick a side. So it looks like they're starting to lean towards the side that they're going to pick. Instead of just actually caring about the environment and truly stopping people from doing stupid things like, I don't know, you see uh, Johnny over there dumping a, a 55-gallon drum of oil uh, into some freshwater pond. I mean, I think most people will be like, what in God's name are you doing, man? Like, no, you need, you need to stop right now. You got to clean that up. You can't do that. Okay, uh, so stuff like that, I get it. The other things, it's all nonsense. This, this hypothetical uh, tax for the environment is just forced compliance and control. Now, I'll repeat. The Biden administration and the government right now says it's not in use. That's a lie. It is in use in some sectors. It's not, it's not broadly used yet. But trust me, they don't do these things to not do anything with them. It's all timing. They may not do it today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not a year from now. But when you start seeing these crazy people say these things, believe them. Take them at their word. They're going to attempt to do this. The more they are in power, the quicker this happens. The less power that these radicals have, then we can slow this down or maybe somehow get away from it altogether. But this depends on America. It depends on Americans. It depends on people paying attention and knowing that these things are coming. Because I can guarantee you one thing. I don't care who you like politically or what side you're on. I can assure you whether you are a Republican, Democrat, independent, conservative, uh, uh, liberal. If your gas price jumps $3 a gallon overnight because of a brand new tax that they're putting on, that's going to chap your khakis. <laughs> you ain't going to be happy. So that's not going to look good for them. I doubt they would do it that steep. They would probably slowly introduce it. So it's small increments to where there's a little bit of a flare up and then everybody calms down and here comes another one and a little bit of a flare. And before you know it, gas is 2 or $3 higher and they've just slowly worked it into you where you accept that as part of life. But take them for what they say because they will attempt it. Make no mistake. You have to stand up to these things and you definitely have to be aware of them 
We all got to stand up to it because it's going to affect everybody in the United States. It's not just only going to solely affect conservatives or Republicans. It's going to affect Democrats, liberals, libertarians, uh, uh, independents. Everybody's going to be impacted if they're able to pull this off. All right. Well, it's Friday. I'm not going to even do all the rest of it. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Please go out and do something fun with your family. You know, that's the most important thing that we got right now. Your loved ones are, are all we have that will keep all of us sane. So go out and do something fun with the loved ones. Doesn't, that doesn't mean you got to spend a ton of money. There's plenty of things you can do that really don't cost anything. But go out, enjoy yourself, have a beautiful weekend. We will do it again on Monday.